Welcome to the Bailiwick Express News Podcast with me, Fiona Potney. This week, we're looking at Jersey's links with Poland. After the fall of the Iron Curtain, many Eastern Europeans began looking towards the UK and Europe for new opportunities. With its thriving tourism and ever-growing finance industry, Jersey appeared a land of opportunity for many Poles. By 2011, there were more than 3,000 Polish people living in Jersey, contributing culturally and economically to island life. And that number continued to grow over the years. That is, until the double whammy of Brexit and the pandemic. The impact of these on the already high cost of living locally, combined with employment prospects improving elsewhere, has led many members of the Polish and other migrant communities, as well as locals, to take the difficult decision to leave. The effects of this have been keenly felt across the island, but particularly hospitality, where staff shortages mean many businesses are now struggling to stay open. One person who knows the challenges of recent years only too well is honorary Polish consul Magda Szymlewska. She was first appointed in 2012 to build cultural and trade bridges between Poland and Jersey, as well as helping individuals settle into island life. But more recently, she's been rushed off her feet dealing with the impact of Covid and the UK's departure from the EU on Polish nationals in the island. However, as well as helping resolve individuals' problems, she also has an eye on the bigger picture. She was recently behind a visit to Poland for Jersey decision-makers to see first-hand construction technology that may be able to assist with the island's housing crisis. And, harnessing the power and generosity of Jersey's diverse community, she helped organise one of the biggest shipments of donations to war-torn Ukraine. In recognition of her decade of service, Magda was recently awarded the Officer's Cross of the Order of Merit of the Republic of Poland on behalf of Polish President Andrzej Duda. In this interview, she reflects on her 10 years in the unpaid role, as well as prejudice, integration and her exciting vision for Jersey and Poland to become world leaders in helping Ukrainian refugees. But firstly, we turned the clock back and discussed what first brought her to Jersey in the early 2000s. Mm, interesting one. <laughs> So it was, if I remember it very well, it was uh, 2000, um, 2002, the first time I came to Jersey, I was a student, I've stu- I, I was um, studying um, a business um, and I was studying a banking, a corporate business and banking and um, the friend of very good friend of mine from that university said, "Oh, you know, um, there is uh, this advert um, going on, and Jersey is needing um, a workforce. There's some um, work, um, a seasonal work in a hotel. Would you be interested?" So I thought to myself, "Well, Jersey, why not? English, maybe not my strongest, but then I'll have a, a great opportunity to study." And um, and I've decided to go for the interview. Um, the work was advertised by the um, Merton Hotel, so that group. And um, in the meantime, my friend decided to, to go to Germany. It was actually a seasonal work, so it worked for me really, really well. As a student, I thought to myself, why, why not? So she dropped and I kept it on. I've decided to come to Jersey. So it was a very lonely uh, journey um, at that time with a permit. Uh, to an unknown land, but there was something in it that I very much just wanted to do it, and I did it. And I came and um, and I've worked uh, at the first season. I've worked as a chambermaid for the Merton Hotel, and I loved it, absolutely loved it. And um, I remember the weather was gorgeous through the whole summer. I came in in May; it was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. We all know the feature of this island uh, in a bright uh, in a bright day. <laughs> So I loved it. And a um, year later, I was asked by the same group 
in a particular medicine hotel to come again uh, if I'd be interested. And I thought, why not? I quite like it and I will repeat the experience. And I did. I uh, loved it again. And um, and then in 2004, um, I finished uh, university in Poland. Uh, I graduated, um, got married. And together with my husband, we came for a honeymoon to Jersey. <laughs> and that's it. Since we've stayed. <laughs> you just fell in love with it. We kind of bought it mm. and, and decided that we're going to stay, stay in Jersey. And, and, and then, yes, and since the life was good. Mm. And what was your impression of Jersey at that time? I mean, that's sort of, you know, nearly 20 years ago now. Um, what, what did you think about it at the time? It was a different place, um, definitely a different place. But I kind of, um, I felt like Jersey was this place of an opportunity. Something that, um, if you think to yourself, 20 couple of years ago in Poland, as a young uh, a person, um, even though with a particular skills and um, education, there wasn't much of a chances on the on the market. We were still uh, pretty much under the communism sort of a an influence, a socialism, a big time. So um, it wasn't a country of the opportunity, which Jersey basically was, and I wasn't um, misleading on it. Uh, Quite fast, uh, we've managed to find ourselves to work in finance. My husband went to work um, uh, in PwC. I got um, a job in a bank uh, within my education, which was great, yes. So then tell us about how you made that journey towards what you're doing now as consul. Mm -hmm. uh, again, that's interesting, but where do, where do, where do I start? <laughs> so um, being, um, I suppose... In the heart of the community, it's, it was always my thing. As a little uh, girl, I was always the head of the the class um, in the school. I I was always, um, you know, helping others. So um, I kind of um, noticed that the community, although um, at that time Rodney was the honorary consul, uh, we had the consul. It was a consul that didn't spoke um, English. So. Um, people needed um, a service of translation and so on. So I was helping them out, but kind of a falling in love with the role itself. And I remember very clearly this almost 20 years ago when I've met Rodney, um, thinking, gosh, what a privileged and incredible, incredible position to be in, to actually to be able to help these people through the rule. Um, that's really big. And, but I continued uh, within my work with, with the um, community, um, was helping people out and so on. So um, then we had Vanda Adam appointed as a consul and I worked closer with, with Vanda, being quite um, uh, close to the community. We, we did put um, a cultural event together and Vanda suddenly left Jersey and... Um, and then through the work with her, she did ask whether I wouldn't consider as she thinks that I would be the candidate for. It took me good at least six months to think about it because um, being in a position of someone who actually helping already and representing people and so on, I knew how um, big responsibility that is. So it wasn't a rushed decision. It was very well um, well um, thought through decision. But then I was thinking, you know, doing what I'm doing as an ordinary Magda, if I could get the um, title, 
I could do up twice as that. And obviously, um, I knew the amount of the work would have to be done within the community. I was fully aware of the fact that the position is honorary, so I'd never get paid for. Mm. But then the satisfaction that comes out from helping others, being in a position to make a difference in people's lives, basically took over. And here I am, 10 years later. <laughs> still doing it. Still, still doing it. Still do it. being uh, uh, reappointed for the next five years. So Excellent. Well, let's just uh, focus a bit on those early days. I mean, obviously, more recently, you know, you've been dealing with things like the pandemic, Brexit, the war in Ukraine. But back at when you first started, I mean, what were the type of things you were being asked to help with? What were the challenges then? There was lots of different, and in, in, indeed, um, rightly said, through the whole uh, 10 years, the post has evolved. The needs have completely changed. So since the beginning, um, from the beginning, um, people had um, weren't really aware of the system, how things work, what they're entitled, what they're obliged to. If you think to the differences between Polish law and Jersey law, they're massive. Um, so things that um, um, in Poland you get a fine for, in jazz you can go to the prison for. So educating people, um, um, it was a massive, massive, um, uh, massive thing for me to um, make them aware of the differences in the law. So that was big. It's, it's not the case anymore. And so looking to more recently, I mean, obviously, I guess the first of the now quite large list of uh, sort of challenges you're having to deal with, Brexit came along. What was that like? What were the first things you had to think about at that moment in time? Um, Brexit was like a typical, um, the the way people felt, uh, and I've seen it before, um, not myself, um, but in in others, it was a typical um, reaction to a divorce, (laughs) shock, sadness and some others and we have dealt with it we have dealt with it those that um, felt uh, um, that um, their position in jersey um, it's not guaranteed and they're not safe anymore and uh, and so on basically left so we've had um, a loss of a number of of polish people families because of the brexit basically leaving uh, a jersey over the uncertainty of and that's really difficult for the island as well. I mean, obviously, we've got a lot of Polish people in the island and they provide a really important part of the workforce. I mean, what impact has there been as a result of those departures? Well, I think um, we all feel um, the impact of, of, of loss of the um, members of the Polish community. Um, it's, it's only the last year when I've started monitoring, really, because we've had the COVID and then we've had the outbreak of the uh, coronavirus. And when I started monitoring how many really people is living, so in average, two Polish families a week were living last year, this wow. island. So if you think to yourself to the numbers that we actually have and the size of the island, it, it was a exodus. Mm. So um, as a result of it, I think, and not only Polish people, I am aware of that some, some members of the Portuguese community decided to um, to leave the island as well. So I think there isn't a part of the local economy that has not been affected. I think everyone is screaming for workers uh, and there is on each and every level of, of the business as we, um, I think I'm very much um, right to say that we've contributed into each and every part of the business of this island from being lawyers, doctors to picking and packing potatoes. Mm. 
Absolutely. And uh, and what um, sort of contribution has issues with cost of living had as well? Because, I mean, obviously, a lot of people, if this is their second home, they might be renting, for example. Is that some feedback that you've had that that's also made things challenging? Um, um, I think you, you're very right. So definitely Brexit, definitely the COVID and the cost of living adds into it. But then that's something that we all... Um, have to face and it doesn't really matter whether you're Polish, Portuguese or you're local. We all have the same battle to to battle, simply speaking. So um, there was definitely a number of people that left and still considering um, leaving because of that factor. Um, it is expensive place to be to live, beautiful, but there is a cost um, um, in it and that's a hefty cost so if you're not privileged I suppose to work in finance also you're not a high flyer earning um, um, a certain amount of the money if you think to yourself that you have um, uh, someone who works on a till um, in the um, in one of the grocery shops the salary is around two thousand pounds a month what do you do with it if you have a child or two it's it's just but this is something that we all facing. It's it's not a a, a Polish um, or Portuguese or Romanian. It's all of us. We have the same a problem. Cost of living. It's what it is. And are you having any discussions, or have you been approached to try and think of ways in which we can try and help people or stop them from considering leaving? Well, there is lots of ways that we could. Um, um, tackle the problem and and stop. But then, if you think um, about the Polish community, I, I I know a number of local people that left. The only thing I would say, um, and that would be addressed to the new government, um, which I hope their decision would lead into a serious actions against actually um, um, against what is happening and actually preparing something that would allow people to stay and to live because local people are living as well. Young people are living. Young people which graduated aren't considering to come back to this island, which is tragic in my opinion. And the way I look into it is um, we need to be smart, we need to be savvy on it, we need to prepare something that would allow those people to be here to come back and to thrive. Um, I'm, I'm really um, hoping for this government to address the issue. And there are mechanisms which could be put in place and, and make this happen and, and basically create a really nice, safe home. The reason I'm saying is um, Ed, that Polish people, Poland is a part of the uh, European Union. So as we know, it's 26 um, other countries in a port. So as a good example, um, each and every Pole that lives in this island, um, having a Polish passport, can choose... 26, 25 other countries are part of Poland to go to live, to thrive, to make business and so on. What kind of a chances does have a local person? We know the answer, mm. right? There's only one direction. So that puts a local community into a very unprivileged uh, position. So that needs to be addressed. And I'm saying it as a proud Pole, mm. uh, living in this island, but loving this island. My child was born in here and she would be called local. I would like her at, at some point and one day um, and in, in overall to stay in Jersey, to contribute into this island, not to choose to go somewhere else. So just pausing and, and thinking about that, you said there are various kind of mechanisms um, you'd like to see maybe the government bring forward. I mean, is there anything in particular you think 
There is lots and I can talk hours, but I, I think, you know, I would not like to be the one that basically giving the government um, a solid answers or maybe guidance or maybe, but I'm, I'm happy to be consulted at any point in time. But I think it's uh, it's really for them to tackle into it, being serious about and and. And I know that there are mechanisms that can make a difference. And we've discussed with the ministers, um, with people now in post, um, with those previously being in post, we have discussed um, uh, those. And uh, um, what I'm trying to say and bring into the table, not invent the will um, again, um, because it's been it's been invented, but a mechanism that Poland, for example, implemented within the country and that worked. So this is my role, to bring examples of other actions that um, made the difference. And, and they explained to it so whatever um, whatever they're gonna do with it um, we'll, we'll see well there's obviously plenty of opportunities for Jersey to learn from Poland and obviously you facilitate that um, what what kind of opportunities have you seen um, I know previously you've been involved in kind of construction visits and things like that mm-hmm well, I would um, definitely um, uh, consider myself as a lobbyist as well, not only the Polish consul, making sure that the interests of Poles um, has been has been protected and they've been heard and seen, uh, but as well uh, to be to be a lobbyist. Um, um, being in a position like mine, it's the position, a privileged position. You have an access to um, to people. You have access to ministers, to um, to deputies, and um, and the good thing about it is in Jersey that people want to know. Uh, so I think with this government, more than ever, we'll have the opportunity to discuss. Um, the different opportunities and ways of of doing um, things, and rightly said, the construction. It's it's a very good point. I <clears throat> organized in Jersey in March uh, this year um, the first ever business round table, uh, which brought two different countries together, and that was in construction. As, as a result of it, um, we've got now a first block of flats in SIPS panels in modular building being built, constructed, and people are moving in this Christmas wow. to, accommoda- to those accommodations. To um, as a result of the, the round table, another thing which we spoke and it wasn't possible in Jersey, it was mortgages on those houses. They're all mortgage, mortgageable now. Right. So within a couple of months, this, the, the difference where we've been, we are now, it's it's absolutely massive. So definitely this part of the business, it's, it's on my agenda. I know very well how Poland has evolved and changed, implementing all the changes. Well, let's, let's face it, the modular technology has been on the market for, long, long time. It's 30, 40, 50 years. Mm. Nothing new. The fact is that Jazz is basically technology-wise behind it. And that's not our fault. It's basically where we are without the need. But the need is here. And I feel responsible for bringing the solutions into this island. And this is what I did. So I'll carry on with um, the modular um, building in the Jersey. There is um, um, quite an interesting program as well that I'm preparing with one of the local uh, companies. So that's that's definitely big time on my agenda. It's definitely a way of addressing speed in building, efficiency in carbon neutrality and other factors. So yes, this is happening as we speak. Another 14 flats to be, to be built from September from August this year in this island and people are moving in in January next year. So it's a hugely Indeed. fast so, and And I, yeah, I am taking a credit for it because mm-hmm. I brought it into this island. There were people that wanted to hear or wanted to know. And, and then again, another an incredible uh, way of making the difference. Absolutely. And what sort of other opportunities do you see for both um, sort of trade and cult- cultural exchange as well? I mean, for example... 
would it be uh, an improvement for the island to be able to have more kind of direct flights or that type of thing? I think there is a lot. Obviously, what we what we have done um, up to the Brexit and, and COVID was number the part number one. Then now the world, the whole world, is faces completely different challenges. There's carbon neutrality, efficiency. There is. Um, economically, um, you know, uh, where we are, um, a struggle and so on. But then the thing with this, um, there is lots of things we can exercise, absolutely loads. And the um, uh, Jersey Business Roundtable, which we which have organised in March, in construction, around construction, was the first one. Um, there was as well a part given to fintech, which I know there is companies in, in contact and in um, in exchange of information. Uh, Poland is an interesting um, um, a country that evolves um, um, for example, Polish banking system is the most advanced in the whole world. So, so obviously, there is loads of talks um, uh, behind the scenes. Um, the, another um, uh, Jersey business roundtable would be around uh, food. So we will be facing food shortages and so on. Poland manufactures quite a lot, quite vast in um, terms of um, that. So I'll be definitely linking Poland um, and Jersey with if there would be any need. And uh, uh, we get an understanding that there are, there are partners in Jersey that are interested and, and some others. So the, the thought is evolving. The fact that we've done it and I'm in a position to bring the knowledge of both and understanding, it's amazing. And to what extent is there also interest in Jersey kind of products or services that can be brought to Poland? Yes, um, absolutely. Um, Jersey services, absolutely, in the product um, in Poland too. So we introduce, uh, int- so we are in the process of introduction uh, the Jersey Royals into the um, Jersey ice creams, and obviously finance finance products. So there was a meeting with the finance and representatives in Jersey as well. So people are linked. So. Um, what I'm always um, saying to everyone, I am absolutely happy to create an environment for business. And this is what I would take um, a responsibility for, whether there would be any business made as such. I can't make anyone to do the business, but I'll definitely bring right people to the table and create an environment for. Mm-hmm. So hopefully there'll be more. And if there would be anyone um, wanting to know more about Poland, as we had, for example, a query, as an example, um, a query someone um, wanted to buy 100 tons of a coal. No problem. There is there is an, an, a contact. Mm-hmm. No problem. None, none of it is anymore. Um and some other products. So, so we get lots of questions, lots of queries, and I'm happy to help anyone who is looking for an alternative route off. I think what Brexit did to all of us and uh, those particular in business made us think more creatively, creatively. So it means that we do not look into UK market anymore as the only market that do we, do, we do the business with. That market suffers because of the um, implication that the Brexit bring brought on board. So people um, decide to look for the field and they are choosing Poland as one of those countries that will bring modular housing, uh, windows um, and some other produce, mm-hmm. you know, from. So I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled of this relationship, thrilled. Brilliant. Um, just sort of, again, touching on Brexit there, I mean, we've spoken about a lot of the kind of positives that have come from it, but of course it was a moment of great division um, both in the UK and some of the ripples of that were felt in this island. I wondered if you might um, share your reflections on sort of the feelings within the Polish community about 
acceptance and whether or not there have ever been any moments of tension or difficulty I know you've previously spoken out about you know sometimes having abuse for simply doing your job um yes that's that's another part of um for someone doing what I'm doing so it's obviously I don't have hidden agenda I don't get paid for it and yes um sometimes I get an abuse and I think people are allowing sometimes themselves for um, being the way they are um, because as, as you can imagine as a local um, if you are a local you have your family to defeat you a family to basically um, stand by your side um, we I am on my own I have my own to fight for and my jazzy local friends to fight for but in general as a as a as an immigrant you're much more vulnerable so yes people kind of out of an anger and I don't think that actually people um, in terms of the Brexit, kind of felt bad about Polish people. I think um, some people kind of felt, in general, very be, being very unhappy about the decision and what it's happening. So not really knowing what to really do with it. They were basically, you know, whatever they were saying at that particular, particular point. So we had a bit of attention. Yes, um, people were generally unhappy with the decisions. And I think particularly that Jersey never had the say on the Brexit and were put in the same port and that's it. So, yeah, a couple of sorts of um, um, bad moments, but, um, you know, things that um, won't kill you will make you stronger. So as a community, we're stronger than ever. Absolutely. Well, just touching on that theme of community there, I mean, let's look to more recently the great act of community that was the Ukrainian donations that you coordinated. Can you tell us a bit about that process and how it felt when they finally landed in Ukraine? Oh, dear. That's quite a topic. Um, yes. So um, maybe I'll, I'll talk um, about the figures in because I'm, the figures always kind of a talk. So in total we have managed to, uh, Jersey has managed to donate 367 pallets of goods. Um, that was over 51,500 kilograms. Um, the goods have travelled over 3,500 miles. Because if you um, can imagine the 85, maybe almost 90% of the goods donated in Jersey went to Ukraine. So they were taken from uh, Jersey to Poland to Caritas and Zeshov, which was our assigned partner for receiving the goods. And then Caritas and Zeshov has moved those goods, those goods to Ukraine, mainly to Kiev. So amazing as a result. Over one and a half thousand people from Jersey came together to help. It was moving. It was beautiful. It was something absolutely magical. But what it actually did at that point made me thinking people knew me so when I um, basically issued the call out people more or less knew who I am what I'm doing and my position and so on so the fact that I have worked 10 years in the role being good being bad being with people happy and people unhappy and sometimes people asking what you're really doing for you know you don't get paid and it's at least two to three hours of of, of a day of your work really but that paid off mm-hmm. a big time people came together the way we kind of um did it it was magical i was moved i was proud so a part of me i was proud of being paul living in here and being able to um make it happen making it happen happen and um but then the, the the second part of me was being proud that i live in jersey and proud to be a member of this community 
we've been united. In Jersey, in Jersey schools, we speak 64 different languages. Such a, such a tiny place, such a diversified place. I don't know whether there is another place in this planet, you know, of a, such a diversity. But we spoke the same language, we acted the same, and it was magical. From uh, bailiff's office to port of Jersey, uh, ferry speed, private individuals, private donors, it was magical. Absolutely magical. I've never, ever... Um, experienced anything like that and probably won't but that was worth of actually doing the 10 years of the work with the communities to do this just for that moment just for that moment <laughs> and is it something that you want to take further in any way obviously you've harnessed this great swell of community support you've done an amazing um, deal of work for Ukraine but is there anything else that you've got in your mind for I would say um, um, definitely yes um, so what we um, as community what we really um, 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 fa facing well myself um, there is every day there is a phone call there is an email people asking stopping me on the street is there anything else we can do of course there is of course there is there's plenty we can do the thing really is we have 4.5 million refugees in Poland as of today between 8 to 10 thousand new coming every day so I'm in Poland in average twice twice a month, checking on the borders, checking with Caritas, checking with people that receiving those um, um, refugees. People are in huge distress. So the number would be growing and growing. So the number won't be going um, um, a smaller, won't shrink. We don't think any sooner. So... Um, yes, there is another thing that I want to do in Jersey, and it's something that... Um, no one has done it before. Um, as we can imagine, the, um, the, the number of the uh, refugees Poland has embraced and carry, carries on embracing. Um, it's the largest since the, since the Second World War. Um, so um, number is growing. And it will continue to grow because the war isn't going anywhere. And we all know it. There's a number of um, orphans from Ukraine being placed now in Poland, which will probably never go back to Ukraine. Um, so I was sitting and thinking, what else could we do? So I've spoken with the Caritas in Zeshov, that was the main partner for us. And I did ask whether there is, you know, raising funds, but what for? Giving them towards what? People want to see a solid result, like... Exactly with the same what we did. Mm. People donated goods and they knew that those goods went to Ukraine people and they felt extremely good about it. So I was thinking we need a project. And so I spoke through the Polish um, embassy in London with the Minister of Foreign Affairs. We are notifying um, higher rank as well, um, uh, uh, people in Poland together with the Prime, Prime Minister about the project that I'm, I'm, I'm doing. And um, when I went to one of the meetings, I'm going to just offside for a second. When I went to the, one of the meetings and I've mentioned of the amount of the money we would need to create an accommodation for these children, they said, no problem, of course. <laughs> Three people in a room and, and you've got it. To a cause like that, of course. Yeah. So that kind of made me to think, God, there is the spirit in this island, in this, in this heart of these people. So yes. So there is a project uh, I am preparing. It would be a fundraising a project, but towards a creating a habitable premises within the characters for women and children. Um, and um, 
that would be the first ever project uh, of this type being done. Um, I'll try to invite the government of Jersey, which I'm still waiting for the shape and the form of uh, to be finalized uh, to that project. So it will be government to government. I'll encourage high rank uh, representatives of the Polish government to come in Jersey, talk about the crisis of what really Poland needs and, and doing the project as an example of what the rest of the world could do. I'm going to mention something else which which I think it's very important to be mentioned. When our goods went um, to Poland, I spoke with the Caritas. Caritas in Zeszów, it's, it's close to the Ukrainian border. It's placed in a very close to the Ukraine border. And um, so they basically were hit by, you know, the wave of the um, refugees and so on as a first and um, one of the first lines. The father Piotr from the Caritas said to me, Mrs. Consul, we're working with 20 couple of European Union countries. But guess what? You've given us the largest number of donations. It wasn't France. It wasn't Germany. It was Jersey. Wow. <laughs> Isn't this incredible? It was Jersey. So they, he was saying that, oh, we received and, and, and lorry from there, lorry from there. We've sent number of lorries, 15 of lorries um, altogether. So none of the countries, so we can think of what tells us a small island, how much of a difference we can do. A lot more. And we can be an example to others to follow. So government to government, projects to project, institution to institution, this is what I want to do. And this is what I'm working um, to prepare and soon to be unveiled and people will have an opportunity to make a difference to a life of those that basically cannot help themselves. Thank you, Magda. That's it for this week's Bailiwick News podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please like and share. It all helps. And if you're keen for more, you can also find a selection of interviews, explainers and in-depth analysis from Express in all the usual pod places. There'll be more next week from me and all of the team.